Welcome to the Educate, Empower, and Evolve podcast. My name is Haley Vera, and I'm a lifestyle coach with my roots in holistic nutrition, personal training, and yoga. I'm admittedly a total nerd with a huge passion for gut health and optimizing human performance naturally. If you feel like you're drowning in the information available to you online, come hang out with me on the E3 podcast every single week and learn simple, effective strategies to help you balance your hormones, increase your energy, heal your guts, and optimize your mindset. I promise to provide you with science-backed knowledge and new perspectives so that you can make empowered decisions for both your health and happiness and evolve into the best version of yourself possible. Thank you for tuning in and lending me your ears. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the E3 podcast. I'm your host, Haley Vera, and I'm excited to dive into lesson number five today. So over the last five podcasts, I have gone through the life lessons that I learned the hard way. And the reason that I'm sharing these lessons with you guys is because I've been on my fitness journey for about a decade now. It was over 10 years ago. It was actually about 15 years ago that I was first put on antibiotics for acne. And it was through that that I actually developed really bad gut dysbiosis. And then following that, body dysmorphia and eating disorders. I had some major trauma. I was a very reckless individual. There was not a lot of self-love or self-care. And I suffered some pretty serious injuries and head trauma. And so on my journey, I have encountered a few lessons. And those of which I want to share with you, because I believe that by sharing our story, it helps others to evolve more quickly. And if you're making the same mistakes I was making, this is an opportunity for you to find a better way. And so my goal with this podcast is really to educate and to empower so that you can evolve more quickly than I did, so that your journey doesn't take you 15 years to get to a place where you feel good and feel confident in your body, that you can get there way more quickly. And I'm hoping that my clients can get there in within like three, six, 12 months. And a lot of people in the program do, they get to the end of the year and they feel confident in their body and in their skin and feel proud of who they've become. And, you know, it took me a better part of a decade to really discover who it is that I want to become still, right? Like I'm still working towards the best version of myself, but in that being at peace in the moment, being at peace with who I am today. And so I hope that you get value from today's episode. We're going to be diving into life lessons I have learned the hard way. Number five, life's opportunities are often disguised as obstacles. And if you haven't gone back, the recap, lesson number one is stop invalidating your pain. Lesson number two was how to process your pain, because if you don't process your pain, it's the people around you that feel it. Lesson number three was forgiveness. And the most important person to forgive is yourself. Lesson number four is self-love simplified. So embracing your potential and learning what to look for in the mirror, because many of us look for our flaws. And on that podcast, I talk about looking for your potential and seeing your worth. And then today's lesson, opportunities are often disguised as obstacles. And if you go back all the way to episode number 88, I actually talked about Mata Mata. And uh, this is one of my favorite concepts of all time. Mata Mata just means no, not yet which kind of means like, no, you're not done yet. And in our society, in Canada, in the US, I think oftentimes when you're quote unquote, not done yet, it's like, oh, you're not finished your degree or, you know, you haven't got the house yet that you want, or you're not driving the vehicle of your dreams, or you don't have the perfect marriage, or you don't have kids yet. So you're not done yet, almost in like a negative way, right? But in Japanese culture, Mata Mata 
no, not yet just means that you haven't achieved your fullest potential yet. And you can still keep working towards that. And the beauty of that is that you can continue to work towards that forever, that that journey never ends, that you can continue to evolve and to grow for the rest of your life all the way until you die. And I find that concept so exciting, so liberating. So it brings me peace, but also excitement at the same time. It's like, no, I'm not done yet. No, I'm not perfect. And that's okay. And I can keep working towards that, not working towards perfectionism, but working towards improving myself, improving my life, improving my health, improving my skills, improving my knowledge, improving my communication skills with others and my relationships, right? So I love it. It's my probably one of my favorite podcasts to date, just simply because of the concept. So if you haven't listened to that one, that's actually lesson number six, but I did that podcast before the retreat. And now I'm going back through and doing the lessons that I actually taught at the retreat. And so again, I hope you get some value from today's podcast. And if you do, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on Instagram or on Facebook, Haley Vera, Haley Vera Fitness on Instagram. And uh, I'd love to chat and just know what your biggest takeaway was. And uh, if this was helpful, because I obviously want to know if these podcasts are helping you. And also feel free to reach out anytime and ask me for a specific episode. Like if you want to learn about something specific, whether it's gut health related, hormone related, you know, to do with building muscle, building a booty, getting leaner, whatever it is that you want to achieve, if it's mindset, reach out to me and I will do my best to support you with that. I also have a lot of knowledge around disordered eating, unhealthy relationships with food. And if that's something that you want to talk about or would like me to do an episode on, I would be more than happy to. So let's talk a little bit about leveraging life's challenges and learning that obstacles are often opportunities. I think that in our lives, it seems like there's never ending uphill battles and these series of challenges, like one after the other. And sometimes it can feel like it's testing our patience, testing our faith, testing our resilience. But I truly believe that hidden within each of these challenges that we face, each of the failures that we go through, there are little opportunities that can potentially steer us towards growth and better opportunity and steering us towards a better life. But what happens when we have a failure or something we're facing that's challenging and we try to avoid it is we go the other direction, we go backwards. And that's what I want to make really clear in this episode is that whatever you're going through, whether you just went through a breakup, whether you lost someone that you love, whether you are struggling with, whether it's a a health issue, maybe you have been diagnosed with, with something or an autoimmune condition, or you're struggling with your hormones, or you have kids that are difficult and have behavioral issues, or you're having relationship challenges, right? Whatever you're going through right now, you got a flat tire, you know, it could be anything small or big. If we shrink away from that, if we try to avoid how we're feeling or re- react to it, let's say we react with anger, frustration, we react to whatever it is that we're facing, we don't learn from it because we're essentially trying to push it or get it away from us by being angry at it. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want this to be happening. I'm angry that this is happening. I'm frustrated this is happening. We're trying to get away from it and push away from it. And when we push away from things, we often try and cope to deal with our feelings. And what that looks like for a lot of people is alcohol, food, food addictions, overeating, but it can also be undereating, avoiding, not taking care of ourselves, not nourishing ourselves. Some people turn to drugs, whether it's weed or harder drugs as well. Some people turn to porn or to things that distract their mind, social media. And when we start looking at that and and understanding that these obstacles are in our life to help us grow, when we get angry at them, we don't learn the lesson. 
And oftentimes we have to learn that lesson over and over and over and over again until it sticks. Because if we don't learn the lesson and we don't grow from it, we're likely to be faced with a similar challenge that we will be equally or more reactive to because we've had a past experience with it. And that learned behavior from before is is anger or frustration or resentment. And the learned coping mechanisms often also get stronger, which could be you know, more alcohol, diving deeper into the addictive behaviors or patterns. Now, I am by no means a psychologist or a therapist, and I don't claim to be. And so if you disagree with this on any level, and you have a therapist that you're working with, or a counselor that you're working with, or a psychologist that you work with, then please take their advice. This podcast is not meant to be for advice, especially when it comes to, you know, mood disorders and mood imbalances and things like that. All I'm talking about here is my personal experience. And I know that Anytime I was angry at something that I was facing, it didn't serve me. And I'm the only one who suffered the pain. Because when you're angry, it's like wanting somebody else to be hurt, but you're the person drinking the poison, right? So let's dive into this a little bit more. And I want to talk about some of my own roller coaster experiences and what I learned. So, as you guys know, back in my teen years, I was had very, very negative relationship with my body and with myself. When I looked in the mirror, I was angry at the person that I saw because that person was ugly in my mind. I took acne medication for about five years. I literally called those my ugly pills and because I was hoping that they would help me not be ugly. And I also was really upset with the fact that I was I had very large breasts at a very young age and I got a lot of negative attention from it. Now, other people might think that's positive attention, but for me, I felt belittled. I felt small. I felt sexualized. I felt insecure. I felt uncomfortable because I got teased and bullied for it. And so I actually went through a major surgery when I was 17. And the legal age to be able to do that on your own is 18. So I actually had to get my parents to sign for me to do that. And I pressured them into it very aggressively because I was so unstable and unhappy. And so when I look back at that, I realized that what I was going through, the, the struggles with my body image, you know, the struggles with my skin, feeling insecure, feeling helpless and feeling powerless and feeling frustrated were what inspired me to seek feeling empowered. Feeling those lows were what inspired me to seek for alternatives to work towards having healthy skin. Those struggles that I faced also encouraged me to have a healthier relationship with my body and to understand that every body is unique and that even though someone might look beautiful to us, they may actually feel really insecure and really unhappy. And it's unfair to just chalk it up as of like, oh, you have good genetics or you're not totally obese. So why are you unhappy? I think that the lessons that I went through have made me a much more compassionate coach and a much more in tune individual with my clients because of the challenges that I faced. And then following five years of antibiotic overuse, I struggled with my gut health and that massively impacted my mood. I had horrible mood swings. I was incredibly anxious. I was depressed. And the medical system tried to put me on antidepressants without knowing that what had just happened over the last five years was probably severe damage to my liver, kidneys, and my intestines that were leaving me in this constantly chronically stressed state. And through that, I had also developed eating disorders because I was struggling to maintain my weight because my gut health was so disrupted, my hormones were completely off. And it seemed like no matter what I did, I was always a little bit chubby. And so from that, I developed eating disorders. And I thought that if I shrank my body and I was smaller, 
that people would accept me and love me because I didn't feel accepted the way that I was. And so I was constantly trying to shrink my body. And that led to eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia. And we keep kind of seeing all these things build on each other because I wasn't dealing with the problem. I wasn't looking at the challenges. I wasn't seeking the opportunities. I wasn't looking for ways to grow. And it wasn't until I pretty much hit rock bottom that I decided to start looking into my health in alternative ways. And that was when I ended up in the hospital. I actually had a stomach ulcer burst and the stomach ulcers were formed likely partially to do with the antibiotic overuse and also likely to do with being bulimic for such a long time and, and really disrupting the stomach acid. And I probably actually had an H. pylori infection now that I think about it and look back now that I'm understanding gut health more. And when I look back at that time, I ended up in the hospital because I was drinking to avoid, you know, being uncomfortable and being out with my friends and feeling insecure in my body. So I drank all the time to try and feel good. And I had a stomach ulcer burst when I was drinking and I ended up ending up in the hospital. And I didn't even know how I got there. I actually passed out. And it wasn't that I drank so much that I got drunk enough to pass out. I only had had two drinks at that point. The alcohol went straight into my bloodstream and I ended up being taken 45 minutes from where I was living to a hospital by ambulance. And I remember waking up in the hospital with an IV in my arm. I think I was getting transported out of the ambulance to the hospital when I kind of came to. And I remember thinking like this, I have to stop. This has to stop. I'm going to kill myself if I keep doing this. I need to change. And that's when I started to take action for my health. And I enrolled in my first yoga teacher training and started looking into alternative health practices. My touch for health certification came shortly after that. So when I look at that, when I look at all of the, the suffering and all of the, it almost is like self-imposed suffering, to be honest, I realized that I needed to go through that to become the coach that I am today. And so I have so much gratitude for it. And at the time, I didn't know that those obstacles were my learning opportunities. I didn't, but I was forced to learn a lot about hormones and about gut health and about body image and about mindset, because those are the things I struggled with. Those are the things that I now support other individuals with. Another obstacle that I faced that I want to talk about is the global pandemic. In 2022, when that arrived, I remember it so clearly. It was like, I think it was March 15th. Was I know it was mid-March. The gyms and studios shut down and that was my livelihood. I taught yoga. I personal trained. I met people in person at their houses as well. I consulted privately for nutrition. And I, I did work a lot. And all of a sudden, I was like, I, I don't have any work. I can't go into people's homes. I can't train people at the gym. I'm, I'm stuck. Like I can't teach yoga. I don't even know what to do at this point. And so it felt like my world was crumpling around me and I had a mortgage to pay. And I was like, I am going to lose my house. And so I was faced with all of this uncertainty and feeling so scared that, you know, things weren't going to resolve as quickly as I needed them to in order to start paying my bills. But I actually did at this point in my life, see it as an opportunity because I had been working on my mindset. And I was like, look, if I can't train in person, I can probably train online and help people that are struggling because they can't get help in person right now because of COVID. And so I started to move my business online and actually through that have been able to connect with individuals globally. It reshaped my career in a way that I never could have imagined. And now I'm sitting here podcasting from my home in Kelowna because COVID closed the doors of my in-person studio training, yoga teaching, personal training, nutrition consulting, and pushed me online. And I saw it as an opportunity instead of going backwards and being like, well, I'm just going to go on EI and say, you know, screw it, I'll just wait till the doors reopen. I actually changed my direction. That obstacle was in my way for a reason. It wanted me to go in a different direction. And when I recognized that and I started putting my effort in towards growing an online business, it's like, that was an amazing opportunity for me. And I recognize that. And I'm, when people talk negatively about COVID, I'm like, yeah, there's some times of that, that definitely sucked. I don't love wearing a mask all the time, but I am so grateful 
for that opportunity. And there's many people that were negatively impacted by COVID that lost loved ones and that were negatively impacted by travel and not being able to see their family. And I know and understand that. And I believe that all suffering comes to us with lessons. And that if we can seek the lesson in that, sometimes it's just teaching us to look inwards and develop more self-awareness, right? If we're not, the situations that we're in are never the problem. We create the reaction to what's happening in our minds. And so when you can start to understand that, you will start to discard the victim mentality and understand that the fallacy of fairness is a very vicious trap. It will get us. <laughs> it's a booby trap. We often fall into it because we see life as a series of events that are happening to us. And we feel like it's a really unfair universe, an unfair situation. But that perspective alone can actually foster negativity, a sense of helplessness, like we can't actually fix it ourselves. And when we go into that place of like, this is happening to me, we no longer take responsibility for the habits that we're and choices we're making because who the fuck cares? Because it's not going to work anyways, right? And that is a very, very big, <laughs> I call it a booby trap. It's going to get you. The fallacy of fairness will get you. And so if we look at like, this isn't fair, you know, it's not fair that they're shutting down the gyms. It's not fair, you know, that I was put on antibiotics for five years. I can see that as like fallacy of fairness, or I could see it as, wow, those were some really fucking cool opportunities that helped me grow into the human that I am today. And that's what I want to get across to you is that you might be going through something right now that's super fucking uncomfortable that you don't want to be stuck in. And so rather than trying to avoid it or get away from it, start moving towards it, start looking into it and realize that maybe it's trying to help you change directions. Maybe it's trying to help you grow. Maybe it's trying to help you learn a new skill. And so the expectation of life being fair is really misleading. It's an illusion. Life is not fair, but life will happen in direct proportion to what you believe. I'll let that sit for a second. Life will happen in direct proportion to what you believe. And that might sound shitty to you. And to a lot of people, they will fight that on so many levels internally. No, you know, I can't control everything. Well, here's the thing. I talk about this. And if you want to read a really good book, go find Asking It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. Okay. It's a little bit kind of woo-woo at first, but when you get into it, it's amazing and empowering because it's like believing that you're the little energy vortex and what you believe, you will pull in. And if you believe negative things about your life and you believe that you're not in control and you believe that people are assholes, guess what? You're going to pull more assholes into your space. You're like a little magnet. Everything that you think and believe is what you attract and what you look for because that's the perspective that you hold, right? If life is happening to you and everyone sucks and people are assholes, you're going to actually find the assholes in life because those are the people you're looking for to support your belief system. Your brain loves to play this game of I'm right. It loves to prove itself right. It wants to be right in all situations. And so if you're holding a negative belief system, you will seek and cherry pick evidence to support that belief system all damn day long. And that is what's misleading. And so when you, and you might be thinking, well, law of attraction doesn't work. I wanted to be rich and I'm not rich. Well, here's the thing. If you're sitting at home wanting more money from a place of scarcity, guess what you're going to get more of? Scarcity. But if you're th sitting at home thinking, you know, I'm so excited for the money to come, you're going to start looking for opportunities and ways to make money. If you're someone sitting at home thinking, I wish I didn't have this body and I just wish I wasn't overweight anymore. Well, guess what? You're sitting there thinking that you are overweight. So you're going to do the things and have the habits that an overweight person does. It's just the reality. And that might suck to hear, but it's the truth. So Embrace life as it unfolds. If we move to being a bit of the kind of passive person in our life, to being the active participant, it allows us to leverage these challenges and opportunities for personal growth. And I think that it's an adopting a mindset that life is really happening for us and that it will all work out. If you hold that thought 
Then we can start to perceive these challenges as opportunities, shaping us into more adaptable and resilient individuals. And you might say, well, it didn't all work out for my friend that passed away. No, it didn't. And there are still going to be things where you're challenged to have faith and you are challenged to believe in the good, in the greater good. But I truly believe that we all have opportunity, even in the darkest of moments, to grow. And I think that it really encourages us to take charge of our narrative and to seek out the learning in these experiences even though they might seem to sometimes seem like trials without getting bogged down by the notions of like life is fair, right? If you always walk around thinking that life should be fair, then you're going to be proved wrong really quickly. And if we can start to acknowledge the fact that life doesn't have fairness, but life brings us the, the belief or the perspective that we hold, then we can start to work on our mindset. And that takes some tough work. So I really recommend the book that I suggested, Asking It Is Given. If you're struggling with your belief systems and your mindset and you're finding yourself to be very negative, that could be a really good book to look to. Now, here's some tips for navigating the ups and downs, the obstacles, the failures that you face. Number one is self-reflection. Just reflect on yourself in that moment. If you had a fight, reflect on how you responded in that fight. Did you react or did you respond? Did you listen to the other person or did you just try and talk and try and prove a point, right? Because some of these might be lessons in communication and lessons in, you know, who we are and how we react and how we respond. So self-reflection is a really good place to start. Seeing these challenges as an opportunity to reflect and identify what we value, where we can grow, how we can be better, where our room for improvement is. And then the next one is to be adaptable. Number two, be flexible, right? Be willing to change courses, circumstances evolve. I was set in stone that I was going to be a personal trainer for life. And I'm still a personal trainer, but I had to pivot and become an online coach. I didn't expect to be managing a team of seven coaches and now I am. So I had to pivot and adapt and evolve, right? So be adaptable. Networking as well. Be willing to connect with new people. Be willing to try new things. Be willing to be uncomfortable. Be willing to get vulnerable because that helps you build connections that will offer fresh perspectives and really truly open new doors to opportunities. Number four is resilience, like developing the ability to bounce back from setbacks, ready to face the next challenge. And that requires mindset. I just had a client that had back pain for four weeks that could hardly walk. And the entire time she just kept saying, I can't wait to get back to my workouts. I'm so excited to feel better. I'm working really hard at recovering. And her mindset was so strong through that, that she came back and she's crushing her workouts again. And she feels amazing. And she said, in the past, I would have given up and just eaten absolute garbage because I felt hopeless. And she said, I focused so much on my mindset, my nutrition when I was injured, that I feel like I came back way more quickly. And I think that's really cool. And number five, continuous learning, stay committed to the journey, right? Keep acquiring knowledge and skills. Listen to this podcast, right? That helps you handle life's complexity, life's complexities with confidence. Now, looking back, you guys, I feel like my life has been a really rewarding learning experience as a whole. And that if we shift to that perspective, do I feel like everything I went through was all like, you know, fairy dust? No, some of it fucking sucked and it hurt. I had major injuries. I suffered mental, emotional trauma. I went through some relationships that were borderline abusive and unhealthy. And now I'm at a place where I feel empowered every day. And I know that I'm still going to face challenges and I'm still going to be having to pivot and adjust and be adaptable and that I will still have to utilize the resilience that I have built over the last 10 years to face challenges that will inevitably come and I'm ready for them and I'm going to face them with optimism because I believe that those obstacles are my next opportunity. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some value, that you learned something and that this was a podcast that inspired some self-reflection. And if you're watching this on YouTube, see you. If you are listening to this on Spotify, I will catch you on the next episode.
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E3 podcast. I had so much fun sharing my knowledge with you and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing that you can do to support the show is share this episode on your social media platforms or leave a review. If you'd like to find out about the lifestyle programs I offer online, go to healthpillars.ca and click apply today to fill out an application for coaching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Peace, love, and personal growth.